this one time i had a dollar that i spent on a hat when i went into the sewer and hung out with a rat who had graduated summa cum laude from tufts i can't remember if i told you about this one time i had a story that like our lives has no meaning or purpose that can be derived plus an added similarity to our lives there's a definite ending to this Bill Baxter here, uh, class of 1972. This one time, uh, I fell in love with this beautiful girl. Turned out she wasn't actually a girl, but I think that's kind of beside the point. The point was that we were in love, which now that I'm thinking about it, probably wasn't the point either, because we really weren't very much in love. But you see, she had a lot of money, and I had to do what I had to do. So. I loved something, I guess, so then it's not necessarily untrue that I was in love. I just wasn't in love with her. And again, her, I would say, is kind of problematic, given that she preferred to go by the pronoun he, and her name was also Bill. It, it seems complicated, but it really isn't. At the end of the day, like I was in love. I think that's what we have established is the point here. Beyond that... The wedding was being planned, and it was lavish and delightful and all these things, uh, but I kind of had a problem with the way that she ate potato salad, and I know that seems picky, but for me, it felt like a giant sticking point, and then I thought, man, we're on a vacation somewhere in the Cape buying saltwater taffy. Is that going to be a thing? Do I have to witness the way that she chews saltwater taffy as well, and how am I going to react to this? What's that going to do to my psyche? How are kids going to react to that? I mean, you can imagine it. it. It threw me off. And part of me thought, you know, it was providence, right? Like, this is a thing come to make me stronger in the relationship. This is, this is my, my wall to climb over, to, to demonstrate to myself internally the strength of my love, even if it was for, you know, the money. I mean, obviously the money. But then another part of me says that this is... This is her tampering, intentionally tampering with our relationship. Maybe she's trying to sabotage it so that I, I would go away. And in either case, I felt maybe I, I, should, I should do my best and, and empower through it. I just didn't know. I, I had no idea how to proceed. You can understand. So I decided to go out and get some baby carrots, and they, they helped me think. Um, and granted, it was like two in the morning, and I wasn't exactly fully dressed, and I wasn't doing it like to be shocking. I just didn't, I didn't feel like kind of doing a whole nother thing. I already had the one mission in mind. I didn't want to string it together with a bunch of other things. And I'm in the grocery store, and I've changed my mind and decided to get marshmallows because obviously, right? Uh, and a, a little blind woman is in the grocery store by herself. And it's like, it hits me. That's a sign. You know? So I call the manager and report her for shoplifting, which, I mean, obviously, she got stopped. She got detained for a period of time. And, and I celebrated by stealing the marshmallows. I felt like I had to balance that out. You know, the universe, kind of, you know, with the scales and things. Who am I to stop that store from accumulating losses? And then if they didn't, right, wouldn't they have to eliminate the guy whose job it was to prevent people from stealing things? Isn't the job of loss and prevention to ensure 
loss and prevention or assure loss and prevention. I don't know. Um, so all of this is happening. I have like a determined itch on my back that for the, the sake of spiritual integrity and like growth, I've refused to scratch. Um, and it's, it's gone on four days now and it's become this larger thing. Right. But spiritually, I'm, I'm being told like, it's something that's behind me. And like, that is, it's like my past, right? Like my past is coming to, coming to knock on the door of my present to, uh, get me to open the door to my future. You know, it's, it's all a circle is what it is. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what this was telling me. And now walking out of the grocery store with the marshmallows in my crotch, I pass through the aisle of all kinds of, you know, the, the, the home remedy things of like Vaseline and baby oil and, and, and all those other kinds of things. And they all feel like lies and they all feel like they're trying to take my future from me, you know, by, by trying to like satisfy this itch, which really is inspiration, right? Which really is the meaning of my forthcoming future. And that's why, I mean, that's why it's there. I mean, it's just, it's, it's clear that that's it. So uh, before I left, I made sure to poison uh, the Vaselines and the salves and the, the anti-itch things or whatever else. I was rat poisoned in a couple other aisles and I put it in. And granted, almost no one is going to consume it in that way, but that's the point, isn't it? Right? That's the point. I can't believe it took me that long to figure it out. Just, I was in the car driving home, and I just, I'm in tears, obviously. Just, it was a really difficult thing for me to, it just the, it, the stars align, and you realize kind of your fate. So obviously I didn't go home. And I drove until I ran out of gas, and then I filled up the tank, and once I filled up the tank, I left the car there because I mean, who's going to want it now, obviously. And I ended up pretending to be homeless you know, for a couple hours. Uh, there were some musicians uh, in the city I was in, which I won't name for obvious reasons, and they were all making boatloads of money. And instead, uh, I just got the cleanest, blankest piece of paper that I could, put a hat in front of me, and then held it up. Then when people asked me what it was, I said, this is the meaning of your life. And nearly every time, of course, people would, would read my sign and, and weep. I mean, occasionally, occasionally they would try to worship me. You can imagine how embarrassing, but appropriate, yet nonetheless embarrassing that is. And it wasn't long before I had a small following of like 18,000 people or so. I mean, we really stopped counting after 15,000. I mean, and the money is just, just pouring in, right? But it doesn't feel the same as her money, you know? Like, yeah, I went and got, I got this other thing that represents the same sort of thing that I was after, but it wasn't, it wasn't her money. So I packed it all up, you know, and uh, I went home. I mean, obviously, I had to fake my death which I conveniently did by going and doing the same sign routine. And, and because 
I was doing it again. Many people saw me as a false prophet. I regularly had kept myself hidden so they didn't recognize that it was actually me, given that most of them had never actually seen me. And um, they stoned me to death. They buried me uh, up to my shoulders and just and stoned me to death. I was in a coma for a period of time, and uh, I came out, and there she was, you know. And it was like, it was like the moon, like taking a dump right into your breakfast cereal, you know. I mean, how couldn't I marry her after that? It was beautiful. Podcast Network.